0: Hey there, my dears. We are at lesson 184, a continuation of yesterday. The name of God, which is love, unity, oneness, is my inheritance. That's what's owed to me. And then it begins right in, you live by symbols. You have made up names for everything you see, and each one becomes a separate entity identified by its own name. This is a chair. This is a hand. This is a dishwasher. By this, you carve it out of unity. By this, you designate its special attributes. After all, dishwashers do one thing, hands do another. And set it off from other things by emphasizing the space surrounding it. This space you lay between all things to which you give a different name and all happenings in terms of place and time, and all bodies which are greeted by a name. In other words, we think there's a bunch of space and then little separate things in it. This space you see as setting off all things from one another, that's the means by which the world's perception is achieved. You see something where nothing is. In other words, we're hallucinating. And you see as well nothing where there is unity. In other words, we can actually experience unity a space between all things, between all things and you, this is also what we see. And by this, do we think that we are given life in separation? It's by this split that you think you are established as a unity that functions with an independent will. I can do running around in space whatever I choose. So what are these names by which the world becomes a series of discrete events, of things ununified, of bodies kept apart, and holding bits of mind as separate awarenesses? You gave these names to them, establishing perception as you wished to have perception be. Remember, perception is what we see and hear and so on and so forth in our so-called outside world. The nameless things were given names, And thus reality was given them as well. For what is named is given meaning and will then be seen as meaningful, full of meaning, (laughs) a cause of true effect with a consequence inherent in itself. This is the way reality is made by partial vision, purposefully set against the given truth of unity. The enemy is wholeness. We're afraid of wholeness. It conceives of little things and looks upon them. And a lack of space, a sense of unity, or vision that sees differently becomes the threats that it must overcome, conflict with, and deny. This is this partial vision hallucinating problem. Yet does this other vision still remain a natural function, in other words, this ability to see things as unified, for the mind to channel its perception. It's hard to teach the mind a thousand alien names and thousands more, and yet you believe this is what learning means. It's one essential goal by which communication is achieved and concepts can be meaningfully shared. Do You notice the first thing we teach babies and little kids is, what's your name? and this is an apple, and this is a chair. In other words, naming things is the very first thing we begin to be involved with when we're very, very small. So this is the sum of the inheritance the world bestows, and everyone who learns to think that it is so accepts the signs and symbols that assert this world is real. It is for this that they stand, in other words, that making the world real. They leave no doubt that what is named is there. It can be seen as it's anticipated, and what denies that it is true is just illusion. For this is the ultimate reality. To question this being ultimate reality is madness, and to accept its presence is the proof of sanity. You can see, once again, we have everything upside down and backwards. So such is the teaching of the world. It's a phase of learning everyone who comes has to go through, but the sooner he perceives on what it rests, how questionable are its premises, how doubtful its results, the sooner does he question its effects. In other words, we begin to go, is there something else besides this going on? Learning that stops with what the world teaches stops short of meaning. But in its proper place, it serves just as a starting point from which another kind of learning can begin, a new perception can be gained, and all these arbitrary names the world bestows can be withdrawn as they are raised to doubt. And it says, Now just don't think you made a world. You did make illusions. But what is true in earth and heaven is beyond your naming. When you call upon a brother, it's his body that you approach, to which you make appeal. His true identity is hidden from you by what you believe he really is. His body makes response to what you call him, for his mind consents to take the name you give him, as if that's his own and thus his unity is twice denied, for you perceive him as separate from you, and he accepts this separate name, that separate meaning, that separate individual thing as his. Now, it would indeed be strange if you were asked to go beyond all the symbols of the world, forgetting them forever, and yet were asked to take a teaching function here. You have need to use the symbols of the world while... But don't be deceived by them as well. They don't stand for anything at all. And in your practicing, it is this thought that will release you from them. Now they just become the means by which you can communicate in ways the world can understand, but that you recognize is not the unity where true communication can be found. Thus, what you need are intervals each day in which the learning of the world becomes a transitory phase, a prison house from which you go into the sunlight and just forget darkness for a while. Here you understand the word, the name which God has given you, the one identity that all things share, the one acknowledgement of what is actually true. And then we step back into darkness, back into the hallucination, back into what seems like the normal world, not because you think it's real, but only to proclaim its unreality in terms that still have meaning in the world that darkness rules. In other words, we can talk about these ideas that there's something besides our separate state going on. And so use all these little names and symbols that delineate the world of darkness, yet don't accept them as your reality. The Holy Spirit uses all of them, but he does not forget creation has one name, one meaning, a single source that unifies all things within itself. All of us are this oneness. We are all of us the center of oneness, simply experiencing it from our perspective. So use all the names the world bestows on them just for convenience, but don't forget everything shares the name of God. The reality of everything is love itself along with you. So God doesn't have a name. It's not like Joe Smith. And yet his name becomes the final lesson that all things are one. At this lesson, learning ends. All names are unified. All space is filled with truth's reflection. Every gap is closed. All separation healed. The name of God, unity, love, oneness, is the inheritance he gave to those who chose the teaching of the world to take the place of heaven or joining. So in our practicing, our purpose is to let our minds accept what God has given as the answer to this pitiful little inheritance you made as a fitting tribute to the son he loves. So no one can fail who seeks the meaning, the experience of the name of God, and this experience must come to supplement the word, but first you must accept the name for all reality, all is one, and realize the many names you gave its aspects have distorted what you see but have not interfered with the truth at all. One name we bring into our practicing, one name we use to unify our sight. And though we use a different name for each awareness of an aspect of God's Son, we understand they all have one name which He has given them. It is this name we use in practicing, the oneness of everything. And through its use, All foolish separations disappear that kept us blind, and we're given strength to see beyond them. And now our sight is blessed with blessings we can give as we receive. And then there's a little prayer that ends this. Father, our name is yours. In it, we are united with all living things, and you who are their one creator, What we made and called by many different names is just a shadow we have tried to cast across your own reality. And we are glad and thankful we were wrong. All our mistakes we give to you, that we may be absolved from their effects that our errors seem to have. Seemed is the operative word. And we accept the truth you give in place of every one of them, Your name is our salvation and escape from what we made up, what we hallucinated. Your name unites us in the oneness that is our inheritance and our peace. Amen. So do have a blessed day, and I surely look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Goodbye for now.